two, one, and we're live. ESP014. I said 014, correct? You did. Okay. <laughs> ESP014. We are live with Angela. Hey, guys. Angela, welcome, welcome to ESP. I'm so excited to have you here. Angela and I went to high school together. We sure did. Back in 1974. <laughs> My partner always tells me how old he is and I say listen okay cut that out because I'm the same age as you <laughs> like stop that Don't stop you saying old, you're though? old a little bit? I do kind of feel old because I used to watch shows like salute your shorts <laughs> in Rocco's modern life I miss Rocco's modern life though I was just talking about that with my, with my partner the other day I was singing the I have a date with destiny song <laughs> do you remember that was the episode where Heifer fell in love with the dentist Oh my god. Dr. Goodness. Hutchins or yes. Dr. Hutchinson? Oh my goodness. Who had the amazing laugh in the hook hand? Yes. Oh my god. How do you remember all that? I don't know. I have a weird I have a weird selective memory. <laughs> Just a lot of nonsense and garbage. Only that... for the most important stuff. Right. Only for the most important stuff, like Rockwell's Modern Life and Salute Your Shorts. Do you remember the awful waffle from Salute Your Shorts? No. Awful waffle. Awful waffle. I don't remember that at all. They took uh Sponge. Do you remember Sponge? Sponge was the nerdy kid. Maybe I don't remember the, with the show glasses. As well as I thought I did. Salute your shorts. Yeah, I don't think I do. They they took Sponge and they uh, the awful waffle was they basically just put they they like hold you down to a table and just put like maple syrup in your belly button, <laughs> and then and then that was it. And then they just let you up and they're like and then they 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 put your shirt down and then it gets all sticky and then obviously it's warm that so you're sweaty like and it's yeah. <laughs> But you just go like take a dip in the in the lake and you're good. So yeah, so salute your shorts. Hey dude. Do you remember that show? I don't think I did. Down da down down down. So down, 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 a little down. tidbit about me. I was kind of broke as a kid, so we like didn't yeah. have <laughs> we didn't have cable. <laughs> so <laughs> until like, I don't know, maybe middle school. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> it's cool though. I'm so, well, I mean cable sucks anyway. <laughs> I played outside a lot. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I did a lot of Nerf guns. Yes, yes. And, and snow forks. Yeah, Manhunt. Manhunt was yep. amazing. Yep. I don't think my kids will even play that. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's safe enough. Oh. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> yeah, well, depending on which city in this area you live in, it might not be safe to do, <laughs> to exactly. do urban manhunt. Right. Especially not with the, yeah, if you go in the wrong neighborhood or too, you know, too close to the, the police substation playing a game like that, you'll be in trouble. Oh, right. So, yeah. <laughs> So we uh, also did martial arts together. We did. I am actually probably this Friday going to sign up for Krav in New Bedford. Yeah. Because I want to do something that's just like simple and uh, legitimate. I don't want I, well, I don't want to say legitimate because where we went was pretty legit. But I want to yeah. do something that's less flashy form and more serious. Like let's learn how to actually defend yourself. Yep. Yep. Until we had those um those like after time lessons we didn't get to learn how to really defend oh ourselves. the yeah the after hours yeah. the 9 30 session yes so yeah. Fairhaven martial arts was pretty amazing there's a plug there although it no longer exists so that was um <laughs> sensei steve was pretty yeah. amazing he's amazing yeah i think he's just focusing on uh family yep. now though yeah, i believe he's actually a um a court officer oh that's right i remember yep. hearing that yep yep so that's pretty they cool. get good benefits right and that's a good job for so, somebody who, who's trained yeah so that was a combination of at, at its base, it was Ed Parker's American Kenpo, mm -hmm. and that's what everyone in the United States knows and, and took. But then he also recognized that it was limited and said, you know, after the adult class and then in the 930 after special training sessions, we're going to do Aikido, uh, BJJ. Mm -hmm. um, there were a couple of other forms that he integrated. A but, bunch of them. Yeah. Like anything he could get his hands on. And a lot of practical Practical hand-to-hand, so. hand too? Yep. So that was nice. So I do have a background in sort of, you and I both have a background in sort of, sort of practical, practical martial arts. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited to actually go to New Bedford Krav. Right. So you have a good foundation. Like, would you ever think about doing that? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe we could do it together. Maybe. Ooh. We have to spend idea. more time together anyway, so. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to do it with my niece, but I mean, if we have like a whole group, that would be amazing. It would be way better. Yeah. I'm all about that. And Krav is very, it's very simple, very strategic, very easy to learn, hard to master, I think. Well, so I'm excited. I like a challenge. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> I like that, I like that there's not the, uh, the forms, like the real flashy, 
forms to it because it's just do you remember practicing for like ever just yeah. to get it perfect yeah. just to be told that you, you weren't standing low enough yeah before. horse stance oh that's the kenpo system the, yes. the flaws of the kenpo system yeah. but i remember you did one of the most badass things i've ever seen in my entire life in high school so for some reason the guys that we went to high school with were like total soft boys and the guys never fought. The girls fought all the time at, Fair, at Fairhaven High School. Mm -hmm. The girls would just absolutely just pummel each other nonstop. Yep. Never stopped. And, oh, God, what was her name? Lauren, I think. Lauren Ford. <laughs> came into our classroom out of nowhere and said something about you were right in your mouth about her being pregnant or something. Yes, exactly that, actually. Exactly that. She says, that. what? I'm pregnant? You want to run your mouth? And just Didn't like even lunged girl, at you. Didn't even know her. Right. And I, that day. Yeah. That was the first time you met her was in that situation? Uh, yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. So I had I had seen her in passing, um, but I had never actually like spoken to her. That's so ever. weird. And she was kind of new in our school, if I remember She was. Correctly. I think she came from New Bedford High. I just don't want to assume she sure she did. Bedford, Imagine but... that. Okay. And, um, and then I remember that people were talking about that around me and I was like, oh, okay. And I don't remember exactly what was said, but yeah, yeah. she came in. So she came flying into the classroom and just started throwing haymakers and just, I mean, she was, she fights like a normal girl fights, but just like throwing, yeah, throwing wild fists. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? And you literally just, just sort of did the, um. Part of, part of the eight-point stance. No, but you actually had the stance. Like, you had the stance oh, correct, yeah. and you put your forearms up. And you just stood there. She didn't even move you. Nope. You just stood there, and then she was just pretty much wailing on you for, like, at least 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Until, until somebody, somebody like, dragged her off. Yep. And you put your hands down, and, like, you were, like, your hair was all messed up, and, like, you had a couple of bruises. I had were, like, lumps on the back of my head after that. Yeah. Lumps. We were like, yep. oh, my God, are you okay? And she's like, no, I'm all right. I'm fine. Yep. She, and I was like, I was, I remember very distinctly, I said, why didn't you fight back? And you were like, it's not worth it. No. And Sensei would have been pissed at me. Yeah. I would have been screwed. <laughs> but I was, I was like, damn, girl. Yeah. That's some serious toughness right there. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you saw it that way, even back then. And then you gave me a black eye. <laughs> I did give you a black eye. You did give me a black eye. Though. But you are a really good sparring partner. You are too, actually. We can We can spar again. You can give me another black eye. <laughs> I don't want to give you a black eye this time. <laughs> so... That no, but that was invaluable experience. It was. It was. So, and I, I should have I should have been better at my blocking. You know. It's yeah. so funny. I was telling my, my kids about that story. They not... didn't believe me. Really? They were like, you didn't hit her back? I'm like, no, I would have like lost my oh, belt yeah. or something. No. So you you were really good. And I assume you didn't lose those skills. So this is a woman you do not want to mess with. Just because I'm small. <laughs> I, can, I, I can attest to that firsthand. That's too funny. But no, she is super tough. And we love tough women. On ESP. Yes. And as a as an intersectional feminist, I yes. really appreciate strong women. So yes. yeah. I love you. You're awesome. I love you. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. So tell me about your photography business. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> yes. So about, I would say maybe two years ago, um, <laughs> I was fired from a job that I had. And I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. And I was lost. And um, my mom actually handed me her camera that she wasn't using anymore. And it had been since probably high school that I had even touched a camera. What kind of camera was it? Um, it was a Nikon D3500, maybe. It was My a... first reaction was to say, oh, yeah, great quality product, but I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so a little a you're going to learn about me in this one is that okay. you're super technological. And my... Even with this stuff, I'm kind of like, mm, I talk. I saw you. I saw you. Don't play me. <laughs> So I started my business with no former training. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to school for photography. It was hard. It was literal hard. I picked up this camera, and for whatever reason, when I took a picture of something, it was magical. And oh, it, awesome. it was different. And for some reason, I couldn't get it out of my mind that I had to take pictures of women, specifically women. And that was the very specific thing. Feminist photographer. I like <laughs> See it. that? Yes. And... um. Oh, this is this is going to be like the feminist episode. <laughs> Seriously, I just run so with it. proud at the end. I'm going to be walking out of here. Oh, me too. I'm wearing my Wonder Woman shirt. Yeah, you are. Like, girl, I didn't even I didn't even know this was going to take a turn like you this. Were ready but I'm excited. For this. So, um, I just kept getting ready. it right. I kept getting it in my head. I was like, you know, I have to take pictures of women. I don't know why. And and in the beginning, it was more. Um, I have a respect for the female body, 
Um, I tell a lot of people I'm like a pervy old man trapped in this cute little girl body, (laughs) but it's not true, but I say it, you know, to joke around, make light of my situation. (laughs) Um, but I knew I had to respect the female body somehow. Mm -hmm. I love pregnant women. I think, you know, I just think that everything the woman body signifies is just so beautiful. So So you found your calling. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to try. Um, and a friend of mine let me do my first ever actual photo shoot and I never turned back. Ever. What was the first photo shoot like? What was was there a theme? Did you get all? Did you do? So, did you spruce up the background? So the first one, I actually went to one of my best friend Carrie's house, mm-hmm. and um, she's a gorgeous, gorgeous plus size woman, like gorgeous. And I knew she was gonna be my muse. I knew it, and she is. She's my muse. I like want a tattoo of her. She was saying hello. Sorry. Hi. Yeah. So she um, she was like, hey, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'm like, are you sure? Because it's gonna be pretty crazy. Are you sending love to someone? No, I was I was tapping, tapping my face. Oh. Because when you wear out makeup, you don't scratch. You just tap. You just taught me something. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you don't want to smudge the makeup. So yeah, so so you were doing the shoot. Sorry, sorry, you just made me Side so bar. happy. <laughs> so you would. <laughs> so I, yes. you know, I went to her house, Photo her shoot. parents' house. They were mm-hmm. on they were on vacation actually, and um. She's like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, it's totally up to you. You know, I really want to do pictures, but I never, my whole point in the Love Yourself sessions was if a woman wants to be nude, they can be. And if they don't want to be, they don't have to be. Because there is more to a woman's body than just walking around naked. There's more than sexuality. There's so much more and so many layers that if we continue to just make them pose naked when we want them to be sexy, it's going to be a huge problem. So she was like... we need more of that. That's awesome. Yeah. So she was like... um, you know, I'll try it. And initially, my thought was, I'm going to take pictures of women. Anita Sarkeesian's ears are perking up right now. <laughs> I love it. I was like, I'm going to take it pictures on. of women, and I'm going to um, see if I can maybe change their thoughts about themselves. Because so many women run around, and they're doing everything for everyone in general. Not every woman, but so many of us. We, we run ourselves so thin. Oh, yeah. And, and we feel this need to share and love and cure everything. And we can't. And it, it takes us. It breaks Sounds us. Sounds like a familiar narrative. Mm, you know? And human it services. Us. Yeah. See? That's what I was fired from. Human services. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, for misuse of the attendance policy. My um, my mom actually had cancer, and I was her, her main caregiver to right. bring her to appointments. And my daughter has some medical issues that caused me to take some time off. And mm-hmm. she actually had an asthma attack the weekend of 4th of July and ended up in the hospital. And I had used all my sick time on surgeries for her right. and my mom. And... I had to call out. My kid was literally a code was called, and um, I oh hadn't been there for over a year, so I wasn't eligible for FMLA. And um, they were like, you know, we don't want to let you go. You're one of the best PCAs we have, but we we need people here. These people can't do for themselves. So PCA is a patient care assistant. Yes, okay. and um, so you're working at a home health service. I was, yeah, I was working at a, a local company that's okay. pretty big, and um. When I was let go, I just I knew something was gonna change. Like mm-hmm. like life was changing right then. That was a pivotal moment right there. Um, so Sometimes yeah, initially, you just need that spark. You need that little push to exactly. actually start something new. Like I needed photography to freak in this out. Case. I needed yeah. to be scared. I needed the fear. Yeah. The fear helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so initially, I was just gonna write a kind of write a book with photos and it, see a picture from the beginning of the photo like session. Was it different from the end? Mm-hmm. What did the woman look more confident? Did she look more calm? Did she did it do anything? Was she the same? Who knows? Um, and so after Carrie shoot, I quickly realized that women come out of photo sessions um, euphoric. Okay. Euphoric. That's the word for it. So I do a lot of independent photo sessions on my own, and I feel the same way. <laughs> Only if you have the right photographer. I was just using the timer on the ah. You iPad. do your own, girl. I got you. <laughs> You need me but to do pictures of you I so bad. Do. I do. I have this amazing bathing suit that, like, I would really love to. Mo- well, I did like I did like selfie photos in my room, and then like a couple of mirror photos. But I love mirror. I photos. really want to do like a trans woman yes. bathing suit. You photo doing shoot. your makeup and every like the yeah. whole everything. I would yeah. I would be honored. Honestly, yeah. I really would be. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, and then I realized that women change when you take good pictures of them, and that. The amount of women who don't take time for themselves is actually disgusting. Like, yeah. It's a shame. It is. It's a shame. And so Well, we're trying to fix everybody else, like you said. Exactly. So that's how it all started. And then in the beginning, I, I was literally begging people 
to let me take their picture. I was like, can I please take your picture? Can I just, can I just, I'll buy your family clothes and everything if you just let me take your family pictures. And um, yeah, so that's how it started. Then uh, before I knew it, I handed over a camera to my fiance Mm -hmm. and he picked it up. And just as quickly as I had fallen in love, he had. And then when we realized that we so had you this chose crazy the right partner. combo, mm, yeah. when I realized that, that was he was creating be. that same thing exactly, mm-hmm. it it really it Good brought us to another dynamic. level. Yeah, huge, huge. It brought us to another level, especially with the the wedding scene. Um, us being a couple helps us a lot in that wedding scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a lot of fun at weddings. Is that where most of your business comes from? Do you think? Weddings? No. no. No, okay. I would say... I think traditionally that's what most people think is that photographers make all their money on weddings, but... So, I guess if you if you put it money-wise, probably I make more money on weddings. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm actually doing... We're doing our best to make it so that we have so many clients with love yourself sessions. That's what I call my boudoir or woman photos. I call them love yourself sessions. When you said sessions. that, I was wondering what it was, and I'm, yep. like, I'm going to ask later. Yep, I call I them exactly love yourself shoots means. because... I feel like when you say bourgeois, that's a naked woman in a bedroom. Mm-hmm. And if you say portrait photos, that's a real estate agent. Um, if you say woman photos, that sounds creepy. <laughs> but, but if you say, would you like to do a love yourself shoot? That's a whole nother ball game. That's, hey, what do you like to do? What do you want to represent yourself as? Let's do that so you like can love yourself. I don't like being totally naked. No. no. No, neither do I. And and then there's women who, with clothes on, they feel hideous. But naked, they feel – you can see the light shining out of them in my pictures when they get naked. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different thing. And so that's what I tried to do. I tried to bring another dynamic to that typical bourgeois-style picture. And it just happened to go perfectly in with our wedding stuff. Although because... my partner gets a lot of lingerie photos. <laughs> yes. A lot. <laughs> We're going to have to do some for him. Oh, so yes. they're not all from selfie angles, you know? Josh, I hope you're listening. <laughs> I'm good with the angles. <laughs> She's good with the angles. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just how it went. I just, I really, I, my biggest reason for picking up the camera was that I needed women to see themselves in a different light. I needed women to, to change their mindset. I needed to make some type of change in the feminine community to make everyone realize that we're not just moms. We're not just workers we're like we are beautiful women and we deserve to be treated as such oh my god you're speaking my language <laughs> have you ever listened to feminist frequency no okay that is anita sarkeesian i mentioned anita sarkeesian earlier anita sarkeesian in company i'm so sorry anita i don't know the other names of your co-hosts i'm so sorry anita hosts feminist frequency which is a youtube channel that is basically just a feminist channel it's Ooh. all feminist videos they do a feminist take on movie reviews called Cinema Ball. And then they do tropes in video games versus women, which is an amazing segment that is mostly run by Anita. And my f- my other favorite YouTuber, Natalie Wynn, a.k.a. ContraPoints, the trans woman YouTuber, has a has a shrine to Anita Sarkeesian in, in her apartment that she always goes to as like a site. It's like a site gag now. <laughs> And she refers to her as like the princess or the queen or hi, Natalie. I love you. If you're listening, Natalie, I know that you're friends with Jordan, so we have to do something soon. Please. And thank you. Jordan Evans, my other. So Jordan Evans has been on the show three times. Jordan Evans is the sole elected GOP trans woman in the country, but she's only she's physically conservative. And I always plug Jordan because she, with two other trans women, stood in the middle of CPAC, the Conservative Public Action Committee. Mm -hmm. Uh, conference this year holding a rainbow gadsden flag that said don't tread on me and then a sign that said same team now i'm not on that team but well i'm not on the conservative team i'm very sort of joe rogan independent type of i have my own sort of not centrist not centrist please don't accuse me of being a centrist because i'm not but strongly independent strongly independent because i would like to take up bow hunting someday I would love to take up bow hunting. I can see I you bow do... hunting. Yeah? Can yeah, you? 100%. I want to do Krav. I want to do... You better so... look like a warrior when you're doing it, though. Oh, so I'm, I will definitely be doing, like, camo eyeshadow. Yes. <laughs> or just a smoky eye. I could see, like, long warrior braids. Oh, my God. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> but I was just listening to the newest episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. Hi, Joe. I know you're not listening, and you 
it's going to be a long shot for you to listen, but someday I want to be on your show. <laughs> but that's like the pinnacle. So Joe Rogan's most recent guest just came out today is a spear fisher woman. She basically travels the world, does multimedia spots for money to promote books and organizations and whatnot. But professionally, she is a spearfisher woman. So she dives down, she free dives in the water mm-hmm. and shoots these big ass fish with we spear saw this, guns. A documentary about this lady, I think. Oh, did you? I think so. Does she have a documentary? Uh, Valentina? Valentine? I think so. Yeah. So we would, me and my husband Valentine. were watching something, and these ladies will go. Old lady was doing it too. Oh, she's not old. There she's was beautiful. an old lady doing it, and she was going. Well, you can she, you can be old and beautiful. Sorry, go ahead. So truth, yeah. truth. So as you can see, so <laughs> so yeah, they were spear fishing and shoot like throwing it underwater. Yeah. These huge. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I sit like this, by the way, when I get into like a super feminist headspace. This is this is like this is like my act of defiance. This is the only this is this is as masculine as you will ever see me. That's is doing yeah, this. I think that's pretty much it. This is the most masculine I will ever be. Is one arm up. This is my feminist confidence pose. <laughs> You're killing me. Yeah. But I would love yeah, but yeah, so you were watching the documentary. Oh yeah. I forgot what I was saying that. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> so and then Joe Rogan was talking so they were both talking about their first experience hunting. So she hunts hunts fish and Joe Rogan hunts deer. So they both said the same thing is that the first time the first time you make your first kill and then you skin the animal and cook it and use for all of my super liberal friends, you cook and use every single mm-hmm. piece of that animal and or fish. Yes. That's what a good bow hunter does. That's what this that's what Valentine that's what Valentine does. Yep. That's what Joe Rogan does. And they and he talks about it all the time. That's what Aaron's every, gonna do. Yes, you use every part of that animal or fish, and then you season it. And they were both saying that cooking that meat, whether it's fish or venison, deer, etc., whatever, whatever meat you're cooking, what's the difference between is venison? It's deer. Okay, is it baby deer? No. What am I thinking of? Oh, that's veal. Veal, yeah. Okay, veal so is that's baby cow. that's not that's yeah. a that veal is baby cow. Yeah. So venison is not baby deer; it's just deer, right? It's just deer, yeah. Veal, I will not eat. No. Okay. Venison, I will eat. Yeah. Venison okay. is yum. So that is the prime cut of the deer, I believe. Mm. Okay. Right. So now that that's out of the way, kill the deer, you skin it, and you use every portion of that animal. And Joe Rogan talks about he's got a meat locker, and he kills one buck, and it basically feeds him and his family for the whole. The yep. whole summer, or yep. for at least a month, yeah, or longer, and they use every part of it, and then the oh, antlers, yeah. everything else, you know, you can keep that. Yep. You can send it to an apothecary to make medicine. I saw a or lady you can, who makes like these can put little it up as decor. out of antlers because right, they're charms. Like naturally shed antlers, but right. Well, well, I mean, if you're if if you're killing an animal, taxidermy is where it's offensive. Taxidermy is where it gets offensive. Yeah. But if you're just putting the antlers up, I can see that. Yeah. As being. She was making paying rings. homage. You can do that too. Jewelry, charms, etc. Very interesting. Right. So I would like to get into bow hunting and cook that amazing. meat. Cook up some venison. So yeah, so that's that's my spiel on Joe Rogan. I really <laughs> like Joe Rogan. He said some things that are pretty insensitive, at times, but he also has trans friends and friends in the LGBT community. And most of the things he says, not so much insensitive. They're just sort of very middle of the line. He's very live and let live. And mm-hmm. I mentioned that before. He's very middle of the road and he he does learn and he does adapt based on new knowledge. But well, that's good. that being said, that aside, we'll table that <laughs> back to feminism and Anita Sarkeesian. See, so yeah, our ContraPoints has the shrine. That's like a slight gag. And I think that being a being a female bow hunter that uses every part of the animal would be pretty boss, pretty yeah. badass. Yeah. I'm all about that life. I, I Taking pictures of you hunting would be pretty awesome. I can yeah. see it. But you got to use every piece. Yeah. No, definitely. It's people that hunt for sports should not be confused with people that actually hunt and eat and use every yes. part of the animal. Yes. Big difference. Yes. Big difference. So. Actually, hunting, bow hunting, if more people did it, <laughs> this world wouldn't be so bad off. 
Well, everybody would have food. Everybody would be hunting for themselves, and they would shut down a lot of these meat factories. Mm-hmm. Yep, and there wouldn't be so much pollution and all of that. Yeah, it's the big factories, mm-hmm. and even with fishing, and they were talking about this too because Joe Rogan is a hunter, and Valentine is a spearfisher woman. Yep. And they were talking about how the big industries, the big fishing industries, and the big farms, the big meat farms. Well, that sounds like a, that's a crazy thing to say, <laughs> meat farms. Sounds the so big, wrong. The big food companies yeah. will just shut down or try to shut down and, and speak out against these little, you know, the, the little people that, mm-hmm. the little people that, uh, I can't not say something that's going to be offensive to someone. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? At this point in life. The little guy. Like, I'm just going to say something kind of rude, but your opinion, like, is just your opinion. So if yeah. it offends somebody, that's their perception of your opinion. So, and that's <laughs> and that's another thing that Joe Rogan talks about. But regardless, so these big meat companies and these big food companies and these big fishing companies will come after a spearfisher woman and bow hunters in the organizations that they represent because they want to keep the supermarkets where they are. They want to keep the money in the big pockets. Yes. So... <laughs> That's something yeah. to look into. So since we're on a college campus right now, keep in mind that for the next topic, you can be super liberal. Go nuts because we are on a, we are on a college campus. This is okay. a very pro-liberal environment. So this is a great place to talk about your other business. Okay. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Don't you make edibles? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Okay. So yeah, I do. Um... <laughs> Really good ones, too. Okay. I make baked goods. And, um, yeah. I don't really know what you want me to say about it. <laughs> Edible baked goods for medical purposes. Yes, I do. I do, and they're really good. Yes. Yeah. You're making money doing that? Um, decent, it's not... decent supplemental? Yeah, that's pretty much what it's yeah. for. It's pretty much just so that Little I extra. can have the medicine that I use. Yes. That I actually make And them. it is medicine, plant-based yeah. medicine. Yeah, I was um, afraid to get oil or anything from anyone else. CBD oil? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I chose to take the actual plant and make the oil myself so that I know there's no additives in it, there's nothing else in it. Um, and I have a lot of family members who really needed it, so mm-hmm. that's really why I started doing it. Perfect. Um. And don't eat the whole thing. Right. I One definitely bite. couldn't. So, um, yeah, that was something, you know, we were kind of thinking about talking to local dispensaries, seeing if maybe I could get in on a baker's level because I bake some of the yummiest goods that I could totally see you working for a dispensary. Yeah. <laughs> making the making like a whole slew of edible baked goods. Being the baker. With crazy yeah. names, making up your own. Right. Right. Um, but like, it's such a process. Like hungry horror. Right. <laughs> It's such a process, and you don't, like... Purple vampire. <laughs> and then finding somebody who will, like, foot the bill. Dragon Slayer. <laughs> You're killing me. All good names for different flavors of brownies. I'm just going to have you around for names. Okay. And taste testing, apparently. Rubber baby buggy bumper. <laughs> That's an Arnold Schwarzenegger reference. You're such a dork. <laughs> oh, I am. So, yeah, it's not the biggest... Like, my photography is definitely a much larger, larger scale thing that I do. Um, you should you should make an edible brownie flavor called well here's Wonderwall. <laughs> I will do that. I actually made okay. a really good fla- uh, brownie flavor that had like cinnamon and Ooh. cloves and stuff, and it was like a cinnamon spiced and brownie. Cloves. Yeah, it was really amazing. good, and because cinnamon hides the flavor of marijuana You're, very we're, well. We're getting a lot of thumbs up for the talk about <laughs> edibles right now. <laughs> Hey guys, probably nobody even knew that I did that. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's Cinnamon fun. Cinnamon clove, oh my god, I love cloves. Yeah, when I used you to smoke clove cigarettes you put, back in the day. <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe that's why it's nostalgic to me a little bit. Oh, could be. But yeah, if you put it with marijuana, it kind of hides the flavor. So, mm. um, a lot of people don't like the flavor of baked goods. But the one feedback I can say that I've consistently gotten was they work for their pain. Oh yeah, and that um. It didn't taste like marijuana, which shocked everyone because almost everyone who's tried it before went, oh, but I don't like the taste of it. And I've immediately gone, okay, but mine don't taste like that. Right. And they don't. They just taste yummy and delicious. Yeah. And I, I pick strains um, based on what people need. So if somebody has like muscle issues, I'll pick a strain for that. Um, I, I do actually do custom orders. So wow. like custom cupcakes. So, you, and, so wait and, a minute. So you custom tailor the strain to the 
person's medical needs? If I can get my hands on it, yes. And you're not working at a dispensary? No. With that knowledge? No. Oh my... Okay, you need to do that, like, ASAP, girl. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, do I do research into the strains that are, act, like, are readily, readily available at that time. And if somebody's... You're, like, Rasta Green Jesus. <laughs> I love it. And I'll add in, like... Female Rasta Green Jesus. <laughs> so I'll add in things. So, like, for instance, my sister-in-law has um, huge back problems that cause inflammation. Mm -hmm. I'll add in um Oh, inflammation is a huge problem with the society of the food we eat. and cinnamon and all turmeric. of these things. Yeah. Turmeric can save yes. lives, I'm telling you. All of these things everything. help with inflammation. So you yeah. add that with, with something that helps with pain. Now you're taking away some inflammation. You're taking away some pain. And voila, we have magic. How about a flavor called CBD-gasm? <laughs> I'm going to use that one. I'm totally stealing it. CBD-gasm? Okay. Yes. Yes. So where is the closest dispensary around here? Closest desk? <laughs> um, I always make up one new word. Every podcast. The closest to spend, there's one open in Fall River. Actually. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. Um, we came across it the other day. Really close. Yeah, it was, God, where were we? Do you know where Ocean State Job Lot is? Yeah, I believe so. It was somewhere over there and it was totally okay. hidden off the road and we only knew because yeah, they're usually the hidden so weird pretty. spots. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably going to be the closest. I know Fairhaven has one. Um, that's right. I remember hearing about that dispensary. Yep, yep. And then Swansea actually. Um, I deliver in newspapers as well because I don't do enough, you know, making edibles and, oh, right. uh, and running a photography so you have business. So you have three jobs just like me. Yeah. And one yeah. I, I have one I don't get paid for, which is this right now. But I will at Sunday. You too, please monetize me. Thank you. Yeah, but this is your heart and soul. So. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. This, this will really become is. an income. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the vote of confidence. You're welcome. So um, I forgot what I was saying. Maybe the edibles. Spent dispensaries, <laughs> edibles, all things good. So speaking of plant-based medicine. Yes. Because I am becoming a master of segues. Speaking of plant-based medicine, there is an amazing theory. Same thing came from the Joe Rogan experience. There's, mm -hmm. there's an amazing theory that all of the ancient civilizations that have all of these knowledge gaps that we can't quite figure out, we're trying to, and we're so confused as to why there's such a gap in knowledge between technology and mm -hmm. everything else, is that the ancients were basically high all the time. Mm -hmm on either Facts. yes on either cbd marijuana different strains of that mushrooms, mushrooms yep. psilocybin mushrooms yep. hallucinogenic uh whatever it was dmt yep. and that the theory that goes with that and there's a lot of books that go along with it too the spirit molecules one i believe that's the terence mckenna book mm -hmm. there's a lot of theories that go along with that and one is that when you ingest a hallucinogenic substance like dmt the theory is that you ready for this it alters your brain chemistry so that you're able to see the strings of string theory and the fourth dimension. I have heard this. So there's something. So if you can find countless videos as well mm -hmm. of jaguars, jaguars or cheetahs, leopards, leopards, leopards. I think. Yep, yeah, I think it's leopards. Leopards eat DMT plants mm -hmm. on a regular basis, mm -hmm. and the reason that the leopards eat the DMT plants is to purge their systems because when you ingest DMT or if you go to a shaman and drink DMT tea mm -hmm. in an official ceremony with the, which is how you're supposed to do it people if you are into this you have to do it in an organized legitimate fashion yes. otherwise it's dangerous you have to be in a medicinal setting but medicinal also means spiritual and yes shamanic mm -hmm. okay so that is a legitimate situation yep. okay so the leopards will ingest the DMT and almost unanimously, almost everyone that has written about experiencing hallucinogenic substances, specifically like DMT, reports seeing leopards for some reason. And the reason that they report seeing leopards, the theory is that when the leopards ingest the DMT and that a human ingests the DMT, that the fourth dimension is also time and space that and that you can see each other through great distances mm -hmm. because you're connected through this fourth dimension. Mm -hmm. You can see in the fourth dimension, and it sort of opens your mind, and that all the ancient knowledge that was lost in Alexandria, like it all connects to, and you always see this little bag, and all the ancient sculptures, even Gobekli Tepe, which we can mm -hmm. talk about after, I talked about it in the last episode, even as far back as Gobekli Tepe, which is the structure they found that was over 10,000 years old, mm -hmm. everyone is carrying little bags, and what and what is it? It's their stash. Yeah. Little and bags. Graham Hancock said that, and then everyone laughed, and he says, no, but I'm only half joking. He says, yeah. that was actually yeah. their stash. Yeah. Um, psychedelics 
are actually proven to help with PTSD as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's, a lot it's of scientifically that. proven that it alters your brain chemistry in a way that your PTSD flashbacks will no longer be as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, psychedelics and Plant tons of things medicine. were used on spiritual journeys. Yeah. I mean, peace pipe smoke was a real thing. <laughs> Yet alcohol is like the most toxic thing you can put into your body. Yep, yep. When alcohol, it... if it was used correctly, wouldn't have been so bad. Right. Um, Whiskey is a great painkiller. Mm-hmm. One of the best, but um, whiskey. The way it addiction. is now in our society, it's like t- super toxic. Yep, super toxic. You want to get whiskey later? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. You won't like that, Angela. How about a margarita? <laughs> you won't like that, Angela, either. Beer? Nope. Wine? Nope. Sake? I've been sober for 14 months. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. May, June, July, August. 16 months. Well, congratulations. I'm sorry for bringing that up. I did oh, not no. know. Girl, so listen, anything a non-alcoholic person can do, anything mm-hmm. a free woman or man can do, I can do as well. I just, like. Let's go get tacos then. <laughs> I love tacos. Okay, I just, tacos I just can't is... ingest the drink. That's it. Okay, Taco Tuesday? I love Taco Tuesday. Yeah? Okay, Taco Tuesday. Yes. Let's do it. Feminin- feminist Taco Tuesday. <laughs> FTT. You're hilarious. Like that. So yeah, so plant-based medicine and ancient civilizations. So do you know about the Gobekli Tepe thing, by the I way? No, actually. Okay, Gobekli Tepe was a site found in Turkey about 15 or so. So it was basically uncovered and made public about 15 years ago, and then they sort of shored everything up and secured it and got everything in place and sort of put a big dome over it. Mm-hmm. Gobekli Tepe is an ancient site that was officially dated to over 10,000 years ago. Oh, okay. And it was, there's these stone pillars with three-dimensional carvings carved on these stone pillars like intense three-dimensional carvings that are about this this big about four three or four feet by three or four feet mm-hmm. um and there are these animals and some of the animals we don't even recognize and this is the oldest known site that was confirmed to be over ten thousand years old and also by the way the limestone quarry that the sphinx was cut from is off but i think you said you knew this was also over 10,000 years old yep. and dates to about the same time. And has the wrong head on it. So, yes. So how much more evidence does quackademics? Best word ever. Which is what John Anthony West calls them. How much more evidence do the quackademics need before they actually admit that there was an ancient society that was more advanced than hunter-gatherers? And there's a stigma with Atlantis, too, but when you connect all the dots and actually legitimately look at Atlantis as a whole civilization and not just the city, then you're actually you're getting somewhere. Any spiritual society will not be accepted by our right. our era. That's well, not going to happen. Well, it might, have, it might have not even been a spiritual society. Plato said that they were lecherous, <laughs> that that they were lecherous, um, arrogant bastards, basically. Perfect. <laughs> that basically allowed their civilization to be destroyed oh. through not necessarily greed, but through just allowing themselves to decay and decline and get too confident. He talks about overconfidence. Oh, that sounds quite quite common right now yeah it's kind of scary but we also but that was connected to meltwater pulse 1b during the younger dryas and the end of the ice age the ice age of the younger dryas from the younger dryas to the age that we have now there's a lot of and then the flood actually happened we have the evidence Mm -hmm. the finger lakes are were caused from the uh, meltwater pulse 1b Yep. yep so randall carlson by the way if you're interested in learning more about this look up graham hancock Randall Carlson, Malcolm Le- Malcolm LeCompte, and John Anthony West is the other guy, and Robert Schock. Those are all names that you want to look up. They're all part of the same club. About to learn some stuff. And donate to the Comet Research Group because we pass through the Torrid Meteor we pass through the Torrid Meteor Stream twice a year. Okay. And nobody really cares because it hasn't nothing has hit us yet. <laughs> it's basically little meteors and meteorites, but they. I mean, if you get one that's big enough, it can do enough damage. But that's a fact. We do pass through the Torrid Meteor Stream twice a year, every year, around this time. Oh, fun. <laughs> yes. So donate to the... I was trying to find the Comet Research Group so I could do a benefit for the Comet Research Group for my birthday, <laughs> like on Facebook, but I couldn't didn't find it. didn't have that option. Of course not. The, clo- the closest thing I could find was the Planetary Society, which is Bill Nye's society that he established with, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson's a part of it, but... That's just my assumption. You tried, though. You tried. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, so look up Feminist Frequency, circling back to that. Anita, we love you. 
I would love to have a <laughs> Natalie, let's you can come over and we can build a shrine, a secondary shrine to Anita Sarkeesian. I somehow want to be part of this. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> Natalie, I love you. Please come on the show. I know you know Jordan, so, so. you're my favorite. Hearts. Yeah, and look up ContraPoints too. Yeah. I definitely recommend that. She just had a video that she released about incels, which was really just go watch it. I'm gonna watch. Just it. watch. It. I'm gonna have to now. Yeah, because because we, we can't say some of the things, uh, some of the phrases that she uses in the video on this on this podcast. So, not, just not appropriate. So we're also a hashtag nerdcast, and what we do is that sort of makes everyone sort of humanizes all of our guests, just like hot ones, how they humanize all their guests, and by just doing the hot sauce, which okay. is a which is a really funny channel, by the way. Get a chance uh, if you get a chance to look up hot ones as well. So. Nerdcast, yes. Hashtag Nerdcast. We always talk about video games, anime. We obviously okay. have some good games coming up with Shadow of the Tomb Raider, September fourteenth. I'm going to correct myself from the last pod- from the last podcast, September fourteenth, or and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where you can play a female Spartan whose special kick is the Leonidas Spartan, whose special move is the Leonidas Spartan kick. Too much work to do. Yes, October fourth. So, two that big games coming good. up. Are you looking forward to any upcoming games, movies, fantasy stuff, anything, books, whatever? What's on your itinerary? No. So <laughs> I work so much. Oh, me too. That um, I actually don't have much time for anything. So what I recently just did. Story of my life, girl. <laughs> I got that Super NES thing that has the preloaded games. Oh, the old school one? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. And so I've totally been playing Mario and throwing <laughs> the controller at Super Ghouls and Ghosts for the last few months. <laughs> Um, so new things are kind of off my radar right now because I have now resorted back to childhood to make myself happier. <laughs> I've been there. But it's so much fun. I didn't realize how angry Super Ghouls and Ghosts actually makes me. When I turn into a baby, I legitimately throw things. Still, at 32 years old, throw things. I get mad when sometimes my husband I, turns into the baby. Sometimes I throw my controller, too. <laughs> I think I think we all do it. We're all guilty of it. Oh my goodness! Even gamer girls. Yes, yes. We can't always be ladies. You you cannot you cannot officially have the title of gamer girl until you throw your controller. Until once. you rage. Just once. Until you rage quit. Yeah. Right. And then and then you're officially in the club. Yep. Yep. No, we're club. We've been there. <laughs> Eating full meals on your bed. Oh like, yeah. In between, like. While playing and throwing yeah. at the same time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I told. Did you know that gaming's a huge reason why I became three hundred and ten pounds? Really? Yeah. Oh. World of Warcraft. So, oh my God! So you've been clean from what? So they have a new WoW expansion, but I heard it sucked. Oh. So I'm glad because I was gonna play it because it's a battle for Azeroth. Don't do it. I I almost went back, but I've been I've been free. I've been in I've been in WoW recovery for <laughs> WoW rehab and recovery since uh, 2015, 2015, 2014. It's been about eight so, years for me that I've yeah, been in recovery. <laughs> but Sylvanas is the war chief now. Oh wow. Oh wow! Yeah, have you seen the video of her screaming? No. Okay, I gotta, I gotta pull that up. I've so I've totally stayed away from World of Warcraft because I know as soon as I get back in, I'll be like trapped. It's literally worse than drugs. Like I truly believe it was bad. Yeah, it can be. I was, I was huge, <laughs> and I would just sit there and world of raid things and, and raid eat. things, raid all the things. <laughs> World of War, crack, oldest joke in the book. No, but it is. It's seriously addicting. I almost told my daughter, who's a huge gamer, I almost told her about World of Warcraft, and then as soon as it almost came out of my mouth, I was like, no, we're just going to pull that one back in for a few years until I can have her come out of her room still, you know? (laughs) Okay, so if anything, I'm just going to binge watch all the cinematics and gameplay things as they come out. I can just do because that, it's probably. it's it's too much work, and this is really like I wish they would make like a, a World of Warcraft game movie, like with all the cinematics and like doctor it up and everything like that. I would I think actually that would watch that. Idea. No, I would actually watch that because no, it would give me my fix without doing it. Well, the actual movie was good. There was a movie. Yeah, I didn't see that. It was great. I did not see that. Now I want to watch it though. Yeah. Yep. Here we go. This is so good.
bumps. Seriously, that's crazy. All right, one more time. One more time. Hey, that troll looks crazy, too. Yes. The graphics are insane. It's so good that you have to watch it twice. Let's go full screen. Your eyes. Oh, man. I just want to hear that screech one more time. I kind of just want to get a board tattoo, like a small one, just to get a What is this gold gen? I, I, I thought it was gold gen, because you know it's gold gen. the last one, but it looks like gold gen, so... How incredible is that? That's pretty awesome, actually. Oh, and I see that. That must be the... Oh, no, it's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Just kidding, guys. How much do you love Game of Thrones? I've never seen a single episode. Oh my god! Yeah, so I don't watch I don't watch much TV because I'm so busy editing pictures. I'm I, I'm pretty sure Game of Thrones gave everyone in the career community PTSD from the Mountain and the Viper episode. Now I'm gonna so, have to watch that. Yeah, the Viper was like a representative for the queer community, and then yeah, the Mountain happened. Oh. It was the whole show was pretty horrific. That sounds pretty awful, actually. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like. Ugh. 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 I don't want to talk about it. No, no more. Yeah. Although, The Expanse is one of my favorite television shows. Ooh, last thing, because I think we got to wind down soon. But have you ever seen Attack on Titan? No. Oh, my God. Okay, so we're going to nerd out right now, everyone. Attack on Titan. You ready? Let's go. You, if, if, I was to, if I was to say to you, if do you like anime? I do. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is going to be easy. Because for people that don't like anime or don't watch anime, I would say, please. I was like, if I, if you only watch one anime in your life, there's so many good ones, but, and I'm probably gonna take a lot of heat from saying this because it's so popular Uh-oh. that it's well, it's so popular that it's almost like not cool to talk about it <laughs> because it's too it's too good. It's kind of like the Game of Thrones of the anime world. Okay, it really is. Okay, and. It's just like so everybody likes Attack on Titan. And then it's like, oh, God, here we go. We're going to talk about Attack on Titan again. Yeah. But I just finished finally, like a few years late, I finally finished the first season. I have never in my entire life in an anime. I mean, in an anime, I've been like, oh, my God. Like Cowboy Bebop. I had that, oh, my God, clutching my chest, feeling like this is so amazing at the end. And like. You know, like overwhelmed with... All the butterflies with... and such. Yes, yep. yes. Cowboy Bebop, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I was kind of like the, you know, the eye popping. Yep. But at the end of season, just season one of Attack on Titan, I was literally, my whole face was covered. I was just like this the whole time. I'm, and I'm yelling it at the... It shocked you? Yeah, it shocked me. And I was yelling at the TV. I was yelling at... The main character's name is Aaron. Imagine that. But... How uh, convenient. Yes. E-R-E-N. And I was... Oh, that's a cute way to spell it. Yeah. I, was I like sh- that. I was shouting... Well, he's a guy, but I was shouting at the TV going... I was like freaking out. I'm like, get up! Get up! Get up, Aaron! Get up! And I'm screaming, and the music is just getting really intense, and I the Titan the is like closing animes. in on him. And then he has this moment where he's just like, I will kill everyone! And just freaks out and... Oh, he has wonderful. like this. He has like this DBZ anime moment, and I'm pretty sure me and my just, husband are gonna start walking, watching this oh tonight. God, and like I was just the whole, and I was like, oh, I was literally saying, oh my god, oh my god, like what is happening? What is happening? And then there's this one moment where you, it's just a big plot twist, and you find out that one of the character, you find out who is behind. This and this whole, is all in the first season that you watched. Yeah. There's this whole big thing, and it's like basically the whole season is around this one, this, these three titans. First half is about these two. They call them, oh my god, uh, abnormals. Because they're the titans are basically just like titans from Greek mythology. They're these mm-hmm. big walking hulks, like um, humanoid hulks. Yep, yep. Um, but they're just kind of like, zo- like, not zombies, but they're just, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And they're naked, but they don't have any genitalia. But they're naked humans, basically just oversized naked humans. 
the armored, sorry, the abnormal titans have like a skin armor and they all look different. And it's just for the abnormal titans, they have no skin, hmm. but they all look different. So you're trying to figure out what the mystery is behind this abnormal titan that's been basically just slaughtering everyone. It's the most powerful titan that they've ever encountered. And you're trying to figure out what is going on with this abnormal titan. And then when you finally figure it out, there's this big plot, there's this big winding plot twist that arcs over like eight or ten episodes. And just when there's that confrontation and you finally like figure out the secret, I was like, I that knew it. Epic. I freaking knew it was. I knew that that was I what was going on. I knew it because I was pr pretty much since like the second time I saw that abnormal Titan. Mm -hmm. I was like, that looks. I was like, that looks a lot like. Yeah. I, I think I know what's going on. Here. Yeah. Is there more than one season? Yeah, the, I think there's there's three. Oh I think boy. the three one is live. The, the, yeah, the three one. The third one is live now. <laughs> the three one. I think I have a. Bunch, I'm getting so worked up. Binge coming on. Yeah, well, I was like, I was like, literally jumping up and down on the bed. That's how, I've never. You do never. a lot of things in your bed. I just want to point that out. <laughs> uh, among yeah. My, now you were eating in your bed, jumping up and down in your bed, watching yeah. TV in your bed. <laughs> yeah, do a lot of things with my partner. <laughs> You're wonderful. <laughs> so, but that's that's for me. That's for me and him. <laughs> I don't kiss and tell. But uh. She a lady. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, yeah. So I was like, no, I was like literally like standing on my bed being like what the hell is happening it's just i've never been so like my whole body was shaking at the end of that episode wow that's intense yeah. so you were like really excited about this. well there's like sparks flying everywhere and like the buildings are being destroyed and like the music is like this big epic orchestral Those ballad epic battle scenes are like and the the scout regiment is just like flying back and forth with their ODM gear and they're attacking and the Titans are fighting and it's just It's bright, it's loud, it's exciting. Yeah, it's bright, yes. it's loud, and it's exciting. Yes. And that's just the end of the first season. Imagine how good it's gonna get this season. So the first season's on Netflix and that's where I watched. That's what I'm gonna do. Yes. So and it's super just it's so intense and the themes are just so it's ba it's basically like an R-rated, M-rated anime. Nice. And it's nice. just so gritty and dark and and just gory and but the story is exciting. I, I just yeah, it was the most amazing. I'm definitely watching it. Okay, so yes. I hope my husband's seeing this. Yes, for it. anyone that just came in, please watch Attack on Titan. Right. And I know that it's old, but we're gonna. Have you heard the intro? I'll just play the intro and then we'll. Oh, I want to this, this will be like our outro music. So, do you have anything else you want to add? I think we talked about photography, edibles. Do you have anything else you want to add before we kind of do the outro here? Oh, no, I'm good. Okay. Oh, I'll say my. So, my photography business name is Amaya Photo. If any of you want to find me, I'm sure that Erin can tag me. Yes. Um, if any of you want to love yourself, shoot. I'm your lady. Awesome. Say it one more time Amaya? Amaya, yep. Amaya. Okay. So it's actually my first and last initial with my middle name. Oh, okay. Because my middle name's May. Super country. So uh, I'm not finding the just the first one. It's making me go through. Whatever. I guess we'll just do this. And then we'll stop it. This is just the intro. Ooh, but we're watching a. You know what? Well, that's not so, yeah. So, so let's take this time to watch an advertisement. For the the new Naruto game, so interesting thing about podcasting is that you can you can play basically anything you want in the podcast as long as you're criticizing it and discussing it. <laughs> criticizing so, it. I like the cell shading. This is a commercial, by the way, yeah. for the new Naruto game. It's a cell shaded Naruto. Is this a fighting? Is this a fighting game? It looks like a fighting game. Yeah. Is this Naruto or Boruto though? Because Boruto is Naruto's son. How did I not know that Naruto had a son? I, I, I think I think a lot of people didn't know. I think I think we kind of phased out of Naruto. <laughs> my kids, I did. My kids are eleven and twelve, and they watch the Naruto series. They're like watching it now. So the they beginning. watch Boruto. No, they're watching the original oh, from the beginning. Oh, yeah, no, you, uh, I have the coolest nice. kids ever. Yeah, sounds like it. I really do. So Shinobi Striker. Oh my god, there's so many good. Other than that, so that okay. looks really fun. So this is opening one. So, yeah. seeing the fire there, I can imagine how good that last one is. 
so based on everything I just told you, try to put it into context based on what you see here, because the opening gives a lot of context to the series. I love this song so much. Wow, their color choices are really intense. Yeah, it's, the screen is covered in blood. Yeah, it is. It's covered. That's Aaron. So if you hadn't already told me about this and I saw this opening, it's totally like casually. Just, yeah. just the brightness of the... That's the ODM here. Omnidirectional mobility here. That's how they get around and that's how they attack the Titans. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and then they cut the they cut the neck of the neck and they also have the cannons. Mount oh, cannons yeah. 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 I actually really want to watch this. Do they do that in the show, or is that what they do? No, they do that. They do like that slow So I think I think the second intro actually has that abnormal type that I was talking about. So let's see. I don't know why they didn't add the other intro. Yeah. So this is the second intro. So that's the exterior scouting mission. I love to touch the glass. Yeah, the animation is incredible. It's beautiful. Yeah, this, is cool. so, this, yeah, so this is the arc with that Titan I was talking about. And I love Sasha Browse, by the way, is probably my favorite character. By the way, I just saw someone and I cringed. So there was a hint in there. Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. really crazy shot. Yep. This was the scene that I just finished. I talk everything in photography terms. That's a crazy shot, you know? This is a good intro to And I just saw that person and I want to cry. I wonder if they actually show that thing in this one. Really? In the first one, they did the chain link, and in this one, they did the I like that little detail that they have in front of what's going on behind it. Yeah. It's not that Oh, maybe they don't show that thing. I thought they did. So, big secret. Oh, that little one right there. It was that the, the Titan was in the shadows. Oh, that's I really gorgeous. That. Yeah. Well, let's just watch the rest of it. Yeah, anyway. I mean, we're like. This is, so, this is the season two. Yeah, season two opening. Opening three? Opening, yeah. So season one had two openings. Oh, so, so that I get. Yeah. So there's only two seasons out or three? Three. Okay. But this particular video just doesn't have... I see what's going on. The newest openings. The animation changed a little bit. Did it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, got, yeah it got better. It got, it got smoother. And, yeah. And more action-packed, it looks like. Yeah. More so detail. That must be... I wonder if that's the new Titan. Yeah. There was a little... That face that you just saw on the wall shows up at the end of season one. So this is the opening that I would have seen next anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the Titans eat people, by the way. Oh, cannibalism's fun. Yeah. So I just saw Sasha again. Whoa! Oh, yeah, so I've heard this song before. Jonathan Young does a great version of this song. Even the... The intro is like an epic yeah. itself. Like, well, that's well, that's what everyone said when the show first came out. Everyone could stop talking about the. Oh, I just saw the armor titan, so that means the armor titan comes back. There it is. Okay, the armor titan showed up in the first arc of season one. That looks like a dinosaur. That is a dinosaur. What is happening? That Schmiegel look, looking thing is ripping something out. Oh. Goodness. Why are there dinosaurs in Attack on Titan season two? I don't know, but now I'm really curious. Uh oh. But I heard I heard season two was just as good as. Wow. Season one, so. That's awesome. <sighs> yeah, you gotta watch it. We caught up. Yeah. You gotta watch Attack on Titan. Yeah, I'm gonna. So, can you read what those comments say down there? Because I haven't addressed that, this whole thing. Um, it says, hi, friends. Hello. Angela. Thank you for having and me. And what's the name of your photography company again? Amaya Photo. Okay. Amaya Photo. Yep. Perfect. Do you have anything else that you... Oh, I just saw a heart, so it must be. It was my hubby. I okay. love you, babe. Oh, <laughs> Hello, hubby. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. He did.
This is this is always fun. It's me. We had a lot of, of people come me. in and out. I know, right? <laughs> what do you say? Awesome job, ladies. Oh, thank you very much. Thank she you. taught me about tapping my face. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in. This was awesome. Want me to give you this? Boom. Uh, yeah, sure. So ESP014. Thank you, my lovely unicorns. Natalie, please come on my show. <laughs> or just, like, message me, girl. Please. Yes. Give you a big <laughs> wink there. I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> thank you, Natalie. <laughs> my inspiration. My muse. No, I'm just kidding. Is that too creepy? We Whatever. all no, we I don't all care. need a muse. I have a muse. Yeah, but she's like my internet muse. That's <laughs> from okay. afar. No, that's okay. Oh, and Anita, I love you too, but you're on this pedestal somewhere, and my goal is to just shake your hand someday. You got this. Okay. Dreams come true. Natalie, I want to hang out with you. Anita, I would just like to meet you and shake her hand. Although that would be awesome to hang out with you. But she said she don't want to hang out with you. I do want to hang out with you, Anita, <laughs> but I know you're busy and you're very important, and I would just. I would just like to shake your hand and meet you because you're amazing and you're a feminist icon. So Yeah, the best. Yes. And Natalie, I believe, is in Maryland. So anyway, thank you, my unicorns. That's a wrap for ESP014. We will, yeah, we're, <laughs> we will see you in two weeks for, oh, Samantha McMahon's coming back. So we're going to talk Disney and theater and all things good. So I'm going to watch that. that. So yes. Mwah. Thank you, everyone. Want me to press the button? Uh, yeah, you can finish. Thank you. All right, so ESP014, we are out.